Welcome back to Mark Talk. I know it's been a while, but put it this way. If I had tried to do it last week, the only thing you would have heard is... Or maybe something Gollum-like. Because the allergies kicked my ass, and uh, yeah, there was just... there, There was no... There was barely speaking. And then the times I could speak... They were very few, very seldom. Okay, so for those for those of you wondering where where I was last week, and I did put up a uh, a little thing on the social medias, and by that I mean just the Instagram page that there would be no Mark talk because the voice was leaving me, and I knew that if I had tried, it would not have gone over well. But I am rested. I am. So semi I'm I'm at I'm at a strong 80 I think 80 percent uh the 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 singing pipes are are still a little bit uh rusty but we're not singing today we're talking because this is Mark Talk and interesting things have happened this week and we just gotta we gotta dive right into it we got to go right into the biggest thing, and I wanted to talk about it so bad. But sometimes things just happen, you have no control over, and I had no control over the fact that, you know, the, the weather likes to change around this time, and uh, we just got hit with some incredible changes in the weather, and I, and I just, there was no way around it. I get affected by it every single year. You'd think I'd be ready, but I never really know when it's going to hit me. So thus, there was no episode. Thus, I could not speak about the very thing that we need to discuss. And it seems like it's all I discuss here lately, but, you know, tis the season. And, you know, when, when it beckons, you answer the call. And I'm talking about more... Marvel Cinematic Universe goodness. We got the, I guess it's considered the first official big trailer. I would consider it more like the second trailer. Uh, but we got a good, we got a good trailer for the upcoming Avengers Endgame. Oh boy. You know, last time I talked about how uh, Game of Thrones Season 8 trailer finally dropped and it gave us so much by telling us so little. And it's very, very, very hard to do that. And I, I also harpened, it should be commended to the uh, the editing. The editors are the unsung heroes, uh, especially ones that know how to uh, put together a great trailer. So the editors of the Game of Thrones trailer should be commended. I don't know who's behind it, whether it's uh, Dan Weiss and David Benioff or someone else, but bravo. But I'll tell you something, no one, no one knows how to put together an awesome trailer than Marvel. No one does it better than Marvel, I'm telling you. Since the MCU has uh, kicked itself off, Way back when in 2008, they just know how to put together a damn good trailer. This new one is no exception. 
this is a damn good trailer. And much like the Game of Thrones trailer we just got, this one gave us so little, but told us so much. And by that I mean it told us that we are in for an emotional ride. We are in for something truly spectacular. And I find myself thinking back, I go, you know, I was saying the same thing about uh, Infinity War. And you know what? It delivered. And it delivered on a level that even I wasn't prepared for. Even though I kept telling myself, I'm prepared for it. Nobody else is prepared for it. No one is prepared for the snap. And if you've seen Infinity War, then you know what the snap is. If you haven't, I don't know what you're doing with your life. I actually have talked to a few people uh, in my comings and goings, and there are a few people that still have not seen that movie. At this point, if you haven't seen it, you just don't care. And that's cool. That's fine. That's your prerogative. I don't understand it, but you do you, and I'll do me. And I, for one, am excited. Infinity War delivered what the trailer promised, even though the trailer was cut in a way that uh, gave us a few surprises, you know? In that there were some scenes shot only for the trailer that never made the movie. It's called uh, Misdirection. Brilliant stuff, man. I Normally, I'd be mad at such a thing, but that? No, not mad at it at all. So I wonder, as I'm watching the Endgame trailer, what all, what, what, what all are we really seeing? What are we seeing that's actually there, as opposed to what isn't really there? I gotta just take a guess and say that what we're seeing, we're seeing. In the trailer, because the trailer is shot in such a way that we still have no concept exactly of what this movie is. We know that it's going to follow up on the the events that transpired in Infinity War. Because here's a light spoiler. The war isn't really over. I guess you could say from a certain perspective that, yeah, it definitely ended. The war definitely ended and there was a clear winner. And if you've seen the Endgame trailer, the new one especially, then I think you can take a guess as to who won that war, if it is truly won. But I gotta believe it's not. And I guess I should just go ahead and say, you know, spoiler warning, if you have not watched Infinity War. Because here's the thing, the very title of this newest Avengers movie, Endgame, is predicated on the fact that you know what happened in Infinity War. You almost can't really watch Endgame unless you've seen Infinity War. I suppose you could do that, but you are going to be so lost. I don't recommend it. But, so again, spoilers for Infinity War. If uh, if you want to, you know, come watch it, then come back, you know, maybe skip ahead a little bit. But there's a moment 
just before Thanos gets the Time Stone from Doctor Strange. No, scratch that. He's already got it. Doctor Strange gives the stone to Thanos in order to spare Tony Stark's life. Because Stark was a goner. But Doctor Strange stopped Thanos and he said, I'll give you the time stone if you spare him. And so he does, and so he does. And Tony asked Stephen straight up, why did you do that? Because that was the whole point. The whole point of the fight was to, Doctor Strange even said it, under no circumstances are we to let Thanos get the stone. I mean, that, that, that's Stephen Strange's whole M.O. in this whole movie. He's like, that's, that's my job in this life now as Master of the Mystic Arts. He's not Sorcerer Supreme just yet, but he's not far off. But he tells them all, straight up, that's his purpose. I am to protect all reality. And how do I do that? I guard and stick with the Eye of Agamotto, which is the Time Stone. Under no circumstances is it to fall into uh, the wrong hands uh, or any other hand that isn't (laughs) the Sorcerer Supreme, which I guess at the moment, Doctor Strange is the uh, the interim. And make no mistake, if if it goes the way it's supposed to go, he'll he'll become the actual Sorcerer Supreme. I'm excited to see what happens with that, if it happens, because well, Doctor Strange got dusted in the snap. But that brings me back to uh, Tony Stark looks at him and says, why did you do that? Why did you give him the stone? And Doctor Strange says, we're in the end game now. And later, right before he uh, crumbles to dust, he says, Tony, it was the only way. You see, Steven, as we know from Infinity War, he looked into various futures, various timelines. He can do that with the stone. He saw over, I don't know the exact number, but I believe it's over 14 million different scenarios on what's going to happen in the fight against Thanos. He saw over 14 million different possibilities. And Tony asks him, how many do we win? Steven says, just one. One. So, Endgame, the title, we can assume that we are going to see the one scenario. We're in the Endgame now, just as Doctor Strange put it. It'll be interesting to see how exactly this scenario plays out. Because based on the trailers, oh man, this this is a bleak and dire situation. So let's talk about this new trailer. We don't see Thanos at all. Not at all. We know he's out there. We know he still has the Infinity Gauntlet with all the stones. We know that the entire universe, not just Earth, 
but the entire universe has been affected. Over 50% of all life has been decimated. And by the looks of the trailers, we spend most of our time on Earth and we see what's left of the Avengers sort of try to make sense of it all. Even though they really can't. I mentioned that this one is going to be an emotional ride, probably even more so than Infinity War. And they doubled down on that because they give us a lot of glimpses into what our old buddy Clint Barton has been up to, aka Hawkeye. Now, I know a lot of people aren't fond of Hawkeye in the movies, you know, he's just, he's just an archer, what could he possibly do? I personally am a fan of Hawkeye, and I'm a fan of Je- of Jeremy Renner, who plays him. Put them both together, and to me, it works. He's snarky, and he's good at what he does. But he's also a family man, as we learned in Age of Ultron. And I think that's where they're going to hit us. Because we see shots of Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye but he's clad in a new suit. The comic book readers will recognize that suit as his other alter ego, Ronin. And that's derived of a, uh, of a samurai Ronin, a man alone, a rogue dog, lone wolf, if you will. And he doesn't have his bow and arrow. No, he traded that in for a sword. And he does not look happy. Why? Well, if I just had to put a bet on it, I'd say he was affected by the snap in that he lost his whole family. We're talking his wife, his son, his daughter, and his new baby. All of them gone. Right before his eyes, if I had to take a guess. In the, sh- in the trailer... We get this shot of him teaching his daughter how to shoot an arrow, and she hits the bullseye. And he smiles, and he gives her a high five. He's proud. Immediately, it cuts to a shot of him after he has just murdered two dudes in the street of what looks like Tokyo, Japan. And there's Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow, and she's found him. She went out to find Clint to make sure uh, he's still around, and... Yeah, he's still around, but this ain't the same Clint that we're used to. He looks angry, he looks mad, he looks... He looks lost. Maybe he is. Maybe this incident, the snap, has pushed him over the edge. I mean, well, wouldn't wouldn't it you? Wouldn't you go over the edge? If you just saw your family disappear for no reason? And you were left behind? It'll be an interesting thing to see Hawkeye's journey in this movie. And I think he's going to change a lot of people's perspective on how they feel about Hawkeye. I think after this movie, we're going to get a lot of Hawkeye supporters all of a sudden. I don't want to call you bandwagoners, but come on. You've been shitting on this dude the whole time. I I don't think you're allowed to call him cool now. I don't think you're allowed. But that's just me being bitter. I'll, I'll stop. You're, it's fine. Feel how you feel. But I want the record to show that your boy Mark here was a fan from the get-go. 
from the first moment he showed up in the uh, first Thor movie. It was a quick cameo, but he was there. We get to see Scott Lang. He made it out of the Quantum Realm. We got a little shot of that in the very first trailer. Or what it seemed like he had gotten out. We weren't we weren't entirely sure if it was an old message or if uh, it's something, maybe the, the timeline was skewed. We don't know how he got out of the Quantum Realm, but we see him out and we see him exploring his uh, it looks like his neighborhood where uh, where his daughter lives but it looks abandoned and he looks confused and he just does not know what's happened understandably and there's a lot of shots of Captain America and he you talk about looking lost Steve he is at a loss he doesn't know what to say he doesn't know how to rally the troops because this is a mission in which he fails he failed he and you could see it in his face at the end of infinity war when it's all said and done he only lets out the one line oh god and he looks so defeated you have to understand this man's never known that kind of defeat before He's supposed to be the perfect soldier. He's supposed to be Captain America. He is supposed to be the leader of the Avengers. And he could not protect everyone. But remember what he says in Age of Ultron. Sometimes we can't protect everyone. But we never give up. And Cap is not going to give up. I don't think Captain America is going to make it out of this one alive. I know I said it last time for Infinity War. In fact, I put all of my bets that Steve was going to be gone by the end of it. I was wrong. But I don't think he's making it out of the endgame. I don't know if it's going to be Thanos that kills him or something else. I'm, I'm willing to bet... He goes out making a personal self-sacrifice for the greater good. For the good of the Avengers, for the good of the world, the good of the universe. If I had to take a guess, that's where it's going. The theme of this trailer is whatever it takes. And you get to hear Steve say it. And you hear Black Widow say it. You even hear Hawkeye say it. You hear Tony Stark say it. Whatever it takes. They are going to do whatever it takes to... Uh, to for Tony, it's to get back home. For the rest of them, it's to save the world, save the universe, defeat Thanos, make everything right. And in the first trailer... Natasha tells Steve, this is going to work. And Steve says, I know. Because I don't know what I'm going to do if it doesn't. So whatever, whatever the final in-game plan is for the Avengers, it's got to work. Because if it doesn't, at that point, Cap's going to throw in the towel. But I think that's why we are going to get a self-sacrifice because in, I, I think in Steve's mind, he knows that 
there may be the only way, the only way to make it out of this is if somebody goes down for it. And this is the guy that would lay his life on the line for anybody if it meant the right thing to do. This is the same guy when he was scrawny and in boot camp and he saw that live grenade hit the training ground. He dove right on top of it in order to save everyone. It was a dumber grenade. It was a test. He didn't know it was a test. He saw what needed to be done and he did it without hesitation because that's what a hero does. And that's our Captain America. He's got a great line in the comic book series, uh, The Infinity Gauntlet, in which uh, this is loosely based on, where he is the only one standing up to Thanos. Thanos has basically wrecked shop with everyone, and Cap, for a second, is the last guy standing. And, you know, Thanos taunts him, because what can Captain America possibly do to him that everyone else couldn't? And Cap walks right up to him and he says, as long as one man stands against you, you'll never win. It's a powerful moment. Unfortunately, it doesn't quite work that way. Or it doesn't work out for Steve in that moment. But it's a great moment. And I think we'll get something very similar to that in the endgame. A lot of shots of uh, little black and white vignettes of the first Iron Man movie as Tony's reminiscing. Uh, Shots of Steve Rogers back in the first Avenger movie. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, I mean. Shots from Infinity War of our heroes disappearing. And Thor realizing that even he, the self-proclaimed strongest Avenger, couldn't save him. And then there's this great shot of all of our heroes that are back on Earth, the ones that are left, and they're suited up in these, uh, they look like space suits, but they could also be quantum realm suits that, uh, you know, something similar to what Hank Pym wore in Ant-Man and the Wasp. But they're wearing these suits, they're all matching, and they're marching to the Quinjet, to to a ship, to something. But they're all together. Rockets there. War Machine. Ant-Man, Thor, Black Widow. We see Captain America leading the charge. We even see Nebula and Tony. They make it out of space, but how? How do they make it out of space? Well, the answer could be in the final shot of the trailer, where Thor steps up to a new person. Someone new. Someone so powerful that when Thor calls Stormbreaker to himself, it does not startle this person at all. Matter of fact, this person just looks at Thor like, yeah, what else you got? And Thor says, I like this one. But who could it be? I'm not going to tell you that. But if you've seen the trailer, you know. 
exciting stuff, man. They gave us so much by telling us so little. And evidently, they gave us so little as well. Because according to some reports, the Russos say, yeah, what you're seeing in that trailer, that's like maybe the first 20 minutes of the movie. First 20 minutes? How? (laughs) I mean, they're probably lying to us a little, but still, I could believe it. Because they don't want to show us uh, any, any more than that, because any little thing could possibly ruin the entire movie experience. Add that to the fact that the movie is coming out relatively the same day for everyone around the world. Maybe a few countries as the exception, but it's pretty unanimous. Late April. Once again, just like uh, just like last year for Infinity War. Because they want to avoid spoilers at all cost. They don't want any reporters, uh, any press junkets, anything, ruining the experience for everyone. I applaud them for that. And so, now we play the waiting game, but lucky for us, it is mid-March, and well, it's a little past mid-March, and we are nearly there. Just a month away. Just a month and some change. And then we too will be in the end game. Are you excited? Well, you should be. All right, all right, all right. So, As I said, big, big news, big stuff happening in the realm of Marvel these past two weeks. So, if you're listening to this on the day it's published, by now we are two days in. What two days are we in? Well, as of, I believe, uh, midnight on Wednesday. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, earlier in this week... The, fir- the, the merger between Disney acquiring Fox Movie Studios, 20th Century Fox, has now officially gone through. Now look, there are a lot of things to talk about with this merger. There's a lot of uh, kind of, there's some kind of bum- bummerish, not so good little bit of a uh, disappointing troubling things about it namely about uh, the question of of jobs a number of people under the employ of the 20th century fox umbrella and where will they go now that disney has acquired it but here's the thing we don't know exactly to what extent disney is going to hold Fox. For all we know, they are going to keep using the Fox banner and just distribute it under Disney's name. 
For example, you might see, in the next couple of years, you might see a movie that comes out, and right before it starts, you see the whole uh, 20th Century Fox logo, you hear the fanfare, you know the... You know the, you know that whole thing. You're welcome, by the way. You'll still see it. I'm guessing you'll still see it. The only difference is, you'll know that even though it's under the banner of Fox, it's being distributed by Disney, who own it. So in that sense, I'm sure the, 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 the 20th Century Fox lot will still be, you know, as, as, as rampant and, and, and ongoing as it, always, as it usually is, I guess. I don't know. I've never been to the set. But I understand the concerns. I understand that uh, this, you know, what, what this means for the, for the grander picture of you know, the, the studio system as far as, uh, the film industry goes and how Disney basically holds many cards, not all, but not far off. I get it, but you know what? We got to focus on some of the positives here. All right. I, at least I'm going to focus in on the positives because this is something that I've been waiting for knowing full well, it could never happen. So let me put this into your perspective here. This is what I'm getting at. Now that Disney owns Fox, all the Marvel properties that was under the Fox banner comes back to Marvel because Disney owns Marvel. That's right. You got your X-Men. And subsequently, you know, your Deadpools, your Wolverines, all the related characters. You got your Fantastic Four and the related characters. They're all coming back home. Back to Marvel, where they belong. No rights issues. And now, we can start having an honest discussion about whether or not you're going to see these characters in the connected Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now look, for years I've known that this was a thing. People would ask me all the time, like, how come we don't see Wolverine join up in the Avengers movies? I said, that is never going to happen because Fox owns the rights and they will never give them up. Fox had something good going with X-Men for a long time. Matter of fact... You could argue without the success of uh, of the first X-Men movie, who knows if Sony would have pulled the trigger and gone ahead and started a F- Spider-Man franchise when they did. Oh, I know that technically Blade started the, uh, the, the resurgence of the comic book mo- uh, superhero movie genre, but the thing is, Nobody knew Blade was a superhero, or they didn't know Blade was a comic book hero. You didn't have the little Marvel logo before the movie. And Blade wasn't that popular of a comic book character, so really, they could get away with making a movie about him and just making a kick-ass, uh, day-walking vampire slayer movie. 
And it does. It kicks ass. It still does. So you really got to look to X-Men back in 2000. That movie really opened a lot of eyes, opened a lot of doors. And then when Spider-Man came in in 2002, I mean, that was it. That was all she wrote. Now it's time to get real. And on and on and on it goes. But for a while, X-Men, I mean, they were the hot commodity in Hollywood, other than Spider-Man. And when Marvel decided to go out on their own, to see if they could make their own movie studios work, to tell the stories of their heroes that they wanted to tell, without studio interference, without uh, having to uh, get through a lot of red tape. It was a gamble, but they tried it. What was the result? A lot of years, a lot of work, a lot of uh, compromise, and a lot of, uh, basically, in a nutshell, a lot of winging it. But the result was 2008's Iron Man. And thank you, John Favreau, for taking that opportunity. And thus, we have the MCU. The rest is history. And it's been successful, so successful even, that Sony keeps dropping the ball with Spider-Man. And then one day... They say, you know, we, uh, we, we would really like if, uh, if, uh, if Spider-Man could join, uh, the Avengers and stuff. And Kevin Feige, the president says, the president of, uh, of Marvel Studios says, yeah, okay. Yeah, he can join up. We don't need him, but it would be nice. He can join, but, uh, here's the thing. If he's going to join our cinematic universe, that means that we have to be okay with the with the upcoming stories you're going to tell in the solo movies. That's the deal. And Sony said, "Deal. Let's make movies, let's make money." And I think we can all agree it's the best decision they've made and it looks like they're sticking with it. Why wouldn't you? Spider-Man Homecoming is the best live-action Spider-Man movie we've ever gotten. It remains to be seen what happens in Far From Home, but that's in the future. We'll talk about that later. Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie, but that's animated, so it doesn't count. But it is pretty great, by the way. If you'd like me to talk about that movie, I will. I'll talk about that thing all day. So now... Marvel's got Spider-Man. And then Marvel's got, uh, you know, they've got all these other characters, and they're doing so well. They're even bringing the obscure characters that nobody has ever heard of or nobody cares about, and they're making movies, and the next thing you know, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. And, you know, we all love the Guardians. Never saw that coming. But again... I hear the voices from everybody. You know, it'd be really great if the X-Men would join up. And every time I heard it, yeah, it's never going to happen. But wait, Deadpool's so good. I agree. Deadpool could do it. Deadpool could join the MCU. It'll be funny. It would be. It's never going to happen. Because Fox is never letting those go. Even when they try to... they. You know, they should have let go of Fantastic Four a long time ago. But they said, no, we'll find a way to make it work. And they never did. 
those three Fantastic Four movie movies, in my opinion, are just not good. I you know I try to find little things about it. You could point, you could pick out little things from each movie and go, yeah, okay, I see, I see what you're doing there. That's fine. I still maintain Chris Evans was the best part of those first two. And honestly, there's nothing good about that recent one. But I understand that was uh, that's a special case. Still, it's like, what do you gotta do? Just give them back. Fantastic Four is Marvel's first family. Without that comic book, we don't get the Marvel Universe. We don't. That's the one that started it all, written by the great and late Stan Lee, and illustrated by the late, great Jack King Kirby. Without that book, we don't get the Marvel Universe. You don't get Black Panther. You don't get Spider-Man. You don't get a lot of them. You don't get the Guardians. You don't get the Kree, the Scrolls. You don't get any of that. Without the success of that book, hell, you don't get the Incredible Hulk. You don't get Thor. You don't get Iron Man. You don't get Doctor Strange. You certainly don't. These characters are important, and they have not been given their just due. You know it's bad when the best Fantastic Four movie they've made was the one that was made as a uh, non-film. The only, re- I mean, it was it was it was a f- movie, but it was never supposed to see the light of day. They only made it so that they could say that they made it, so that they could keep the rights. It was a Roger Corman picture. Wow, and that was all the rage back in the uh, the boot. It was like if you can find a bootleg copy of this movie. You've got a piece of treasure. I've seen it many times. We got a bootleg copy of it. Oh boy, it's not good. But it's the best Doctor Doom we've ever gotten live action. So, you know, take that for what you will. So now we're in a place where my words of it's never going to happen has now suddenly shifted to, oh my god, it's happening. The Marvel family's coming home. And they're bringing all their buddies with them. That is exciting. Now we do have Dark Phoenix coming out. I've already talked about my feelings about that. I don't care. I am so sick of what they've done with the X-Men in these movies that I'm just, you know what, just go ahead, release this movie that no one's going to go see and let it die. Hugh Jackman gave his, I mean, what, 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 pot, what could you say about Logan? I mean, Logan is just so damn good. That's his magnum opus performance, I swear. I am baffled and angry he did not get nominated for that role. For an Oscar, I mean. It got a screenwriting nomination. Fine. But come on, Hugh Jackman is so damn good in that movie. And that was his... What a farewell 
what a farewell to to his his portrayal of that character. It's it's incredible. So now we're having the serious discussion of oh, who's going to be the next Wolverine? Personally, I think they should go uh, an unknown guy. It worked the first time. And Kevin Feige and the rest of over at Marvel Studios, they're smart. They know better. They know not to cast right away. It's like that's an impossible task. They're not even thinking about that right now. They've got their plates full with the stuff they already have planned, which is fine because it's working. I don't think there's been a more anticipated movie of all time than in Avengers Endgame. I certainly can't think of one. But now we get to thinking about it. What will be the next movie that they make that happens to come out of this Fox deal? Do we get to see a little teaser at the end of Endgame about what's to come in the Marvel Universe as we know it? Do we get to see the birth of mutants? Do we get to see what Reed Richards and Sue and Ben and Johnny, the Fantastic Four, what they've been up to this whole time? Maybe we get uh, reintroduced. Maybe they've already been established. Who knows? There's some theories that they could be stuck in a different uh, universe and that's where they've been the whole time and and then... With the uh, whatever hap- the events happening in Endgame causes them to come back home. That would be interesting. Maybe Spider-Man meets them. Kind of like the comics, you know? Or maybe we get introduced to Doctor Doom first. Doctor Doom is one of the most incredible villains that has been created on paper in the history of of fictional characters he's incredible and dense and no one has been able to figure him out on screen and I don't understand why just because he's dense and intriguing and 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 complicated doesn't mean he's that hard to figure out you it's, it, you could figure it out you read a comic book featuring doom you figured that guy out oh i see he's not crazy he just has a really really big heightened sense of himself all he wants to do is run the world because he truly believes the world will be better if he's running it you know i get it it's a bit uh you know it it, it might be a, a bit on the um on the fascist side megalomaniacal sure no one's denying that but here's the thing he's got the brains to pull it off he's got the wisdom of uh, sorcery on his side that's right he's a sorcerer too and he's also a dictator but you know You don't hear the people of his homeland of Latveria complaining too hard. Probably for fear of punishment, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, he is a villain we deserve to see the right way. 
if they were able to make the Red Skull work on film, there's no reason, there is no reason why we can't make Doctor Doom work. Hell, I'll write it. I'll do it. I'll turn in a draft. Anybody know a guy? Someone I can get that to? Great. You you uh you you hit me up on Twitter about that. So the merger goes through. We get one last X-Men movie. We get the New Mutants, which is uh kind of like what if X-Men were a horror film? We should have gotten this uh sometime last year, but for some reason, I mean politics and this and that and who cares we didn't get it but we will get it and it could be great if it is great it's going to kind of break my heart because I know that it probably won't go any further than that but maybe it will maybe Disney owning Fox I mean that could be their uh, their hardcore brand now Disney has a tendency of Releasing things that all people can enjoy. They're kind of strict about that. But maybe now, under the Fox banner, they can get a little more mature about things. Now, I'm not suggesting that all the Marvel stuff at Fox have to be blood and guts and gore and nudity and you know constant swearing and I'm not saying that I'm just saying it could have some things some themes that maybe the stuff under Disney probably won't have and that would be fine I think it would be less confusing that way but that's just my opinion I think the future has some great stuff in store for us. Under the tutelage, under the advisement, the guidance, the watchful eye of the amazing Kevin Feige, who is the overlord of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Has he steered us wrong yet? Maybe once, but I don't blame him for that. And even if he's to blame, like, well, he made a lot of money, so hard to argue. I trust him. I trust the, the filmmakers. I trust the people they put in charge of these things. You just got to find the right story to tell. Think about that. Think about Deadpool. Deadpool making meta jokes with Tony Stark at Spider-Man at Thor all in the same movie where it shouldn't make sense but it probably will in a weird way that's exciting to think about don't you agree I'm curious to see how they pull it off because they have every intention of continuing that series and if they're going to continue that series they're going to they're going to do something with X-Men they're going to do something with Fantastic 4 things are going to get crazy 
especially on the Marvel cosmic side of things. Uh, you've seen a little bit of their cosmic side with all the space adventures. You have no idea what this merger has now opened up. Things are going to get nuts. Or at least that's my prediction. That's my word, and I'm sticking to it. Because this has been Mark Talk. I'm talking, and I'm Mark. And that's all I have to say about that.